0: hey matt
1: hey mark what's up
0: oh not much just chilling (laughs) just chilling that's
1: good chilling's important
0: i'm so tired i went i went to judo today and i said i was gonna take it easy and yeah it always escalates and (laughs) at the end you're like fighting for your life oh my god so yeah i'm tired fair enough but yeah um so yeah i sold my business (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah how's how's life been since then
0: yeah it's been it's been great when uh when uh that automatic tweet went out about the the podcast That's episode right, yeah. like all of a sudden it's like usually that tweet gets ignored by the algorithm because it's like oh it is, it's a link oh we gotta yeah. penalize those <laughs> punish him <laughs> exactly how dare he but uh that one I guess got the title <laughs> and got people's attention. So it got lots of attention and way more impressions than usually those tweets get. Very cool. So, so that was great. Like I got lots of, uh, DMS and yeah, that's got awesome. To, uh, got the chat with lots of people about it. It was fun. Yeah. And then I told myself, well, I should like make an official tweet, right? Like, like maybe a thread or like, <laughs> you know, I want to be a thread boy.
1: Yeah, Exactly.
0: Yeah, or now you could post like 10,000 characters. So. That's right. <laughs> um, and I put it on my to-do list and I never did it. <laughs> and I just felt guilty about it oh. for two weeks. Yeah, I, I think I'm over the whole building in public thing. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I, love, I love connecting with people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But I've, so far, I feel like I can do that without being a slave to the algorithm. Without needing to I need to tweet every day, I need to reply to tweets in order to whatever right. you know whatever the algorithmic gods want mm. so yeah, I don't think uh, I'm ever going to tweet it <laughs> <laughs> So if you listen to the podcast, you get <laughs> you get a uh, the real deal, the private yeah. the private stream
1: yeah it's it's hard it, yeah like. These algorithms, they will reward you, but only if you feed them. And who wants to feed an algorithm? That,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: It doesn't sound like fun.
0: Like, you know, if I wanted to build an audience, then yeah, I would have to play the game. But I don't. I, um, yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, in hindsight, like, I built Power Importer and sold it. Um, and I did that without an audience. mm mm-hmm. And uh, I think I can reproduce it. Like I don't, I don't think you need to build, especially with the idea that I have for building businesses. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for B two B SaaS in a niche, maybe like something new that there is no competition. Like I like Power Importer didn't have competition when it launched. Mm-hmm. So what they call the blue ocean. It's like. But I didn't have to explain, I didn't have to create demand for it. Like it was because it's solving a problem. Mm. So people are searching for solutions for that problem. Right. And then they find the solution. Mm. So it's not like creating a new category. Like I, I agree, that's not a good idea for building a SaaS, trying to create demand for it and defining a new category. Right. But if you're in a small niche, you can target a problem that people are searching for a solution for it or already paying for another solution but it's it has its problems
1: yeah the it it certainly seems like for power importer the the audience was very problem aware they might not necessarily be solution aware but they they're problem aware enough to search to know how to search for what they're looking for
0: Yeah, exactly. And they had a solution, which was to duct tape it all together with Zapier. Right. Uh, So they would constantly encounter problems with that solution. Mm -hmm. So it was easy to to target those, those keywords around the problem.
1: Yeah.
0: And... I mean, if, if you want to start small and stay small, which is <laughs> which is how, <laughs> which is how I started, and I want to continue. Like I, I, I don't think I need an audience. I don't think I need to mm-hmm. to have a whole marketing team. Yep. I mean, the the goal is just to to pay my expenses. It's you know I, I don't need a multi million dollar startup. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm gonna. I'm going to stick to that recipe until I'm proven wrong that it, it can't be done.
1: Totally. Yeah. I mean, well, you have a winning formula. Like, don't fuck with the product.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I there's think a funny phenomenon on, on Twitter where it's like a U-shaped graph where on one axis, the, the Y-axis, you have like how many followers you have, hmm. And on the x-axis, you have MRR. <laughs> right. So it's, it's U-shaped because all the people who are starting with, like, 100 MRR, they have huge followings. Like, their mm-hmm. accounts are just growing, and they're building in public. Yay, I made it to 150 MRR. I made it to 160. <laughs> and those accounts are huge. And then on the other end, you have the Peter Levels and the Danny. Like, you have... The ones that have huge MRR and huge followings, but then in the valley in the middle, you got the Judo hackers. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hear about a boring B two B SaaS that just pays your bills. No one wants to hear about that.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, in like the microconf Slack, you're like a hero and a legend. Like everyone's like, "Fuck yeah! Oh my god! Selling beach towels, importing powerfully. Let's go!" <laughs> Yeah.
0: So I think I'm just going to stay in the valley. That I'm happy there.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's very nice. I hear it's yeah, very nice. It, I don't know. It's quiet. Yeah. <laughs> it's quiet.
0: And, yeah, and you don't have to run in a hamster wheel mm. like of Twitter to like constantly like be building an audience.
1: Mm, you can just frolic, be free. Yeah.
0: Exactly. That's 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 how I roll.
1: That sounds like a great place to me.
0: <laughs> so yeah. So I'm not yeah. I'm I think I'm over the bill in public. Sure. Yeah. Except for the podcast. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's an easy way to, to share these ideas and things in public. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm happy with the feedback we're getting. Like that's, that's all I, that's all I want. Right. To meet new people. Me too.
1: I'm so happy (laughs) with it. Like I, I love that. uh, I get to, I feel like we have a very authentic relationship with the people who listen. If you, by the way, if you message me at all, email me or dm me or poke me on twitter because you listen to the episode i love you this is awesome yeah (laughs) i love talking with other indie hackers it's fantastic just other people who are doing stuff and trying things
0: yeah so yeah i think the podcast is is pretty much all i'm gonna do for a while
1: great happy to have you
0: yeah and i mean for for november right so like the i i have to do some transition work for for the new owner of power importer Mm mm-hmm but that's capped. It's not many hours. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I gave myself a challenge for November. I was going to just do a bunch of side projects, not worry about monetization, just, mm-hmm. just do hacking for the fun of mm-hmm. hacking, right. like a mini retirement. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But then I, I, you know, I was like, I'm going to try to keep the streak going so that I'm hacking every single day. Uh, and I'm going to do it in public. So, you know, it'd be a reason to tweet about it. And, uh, and the first week went okay. <laughs> and then the f- second week, yeah, forget it. I, I did it two days and, and it was the building in public part that really, it just plays with my mind. Like mm. it, instead of just, you know, locking myself up in my office, like a hermit, like and just having fun. Like I'm constantly thinking of like, how is this tweetable? And <laughs> what what are the uh, insights that I got from this project? <laughs> and it's like bullshit. Fuck that. I just want to hack. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I I feel like it's this uh, distraction. Mm. And like I said, I, I don't want to build an audience. Like I, why am I doing it then? Because everyone else is doing it. That's why.
1: It's it's what you do. Tm. Exactly.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it it certainly feels like uh, if you were doing a creative process, like just purely for creative fulfillment, it feels like it would suck all the fun out of, now how do I distill this creative effort down into something that people can learn something from? I mean, yeah. that sounds like a muscle you might need to build, but if you're just doing it for your own sake, then like maybe not all things need to be put under a microscope.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. And I find... A lot, most of the people who are doing it who do that extra effort, because it, it, it's definitely effort, right? Mm-hmm. You got to find a way to write it, find, make it interesting for people to, to actually like it and reshare it. And mm-hmm. If you're doing that effort, it, it's because there's it a reward. Right. And most of them are building an audience because they believe that, that they're going to use that audience to sell their next B2C business idea. And mm-hmm. so it maybe makes sense for them, but for me, I have done B to C, and I'm not interested in doing it again. <laughs> and like I said, in that U-shaped graph, I'm I am happy in the middle right there. Yeah, I
1: hope to be in the middle of the U someday.
0: <laughs> Come join, join me. It's fun.
1: I'm trying.
0: You should take a skateboard, and then you just Ooh, you yeah, use it like we a go. half
1: pipe. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, what have you been hacking on? Can you share it? You want
0: to share? Yeah, it? yeah, sure. Like it. Um, so I. I'm focusing mostly on AI right now mm-hmm. and I told myself maybe but this is a scratch goal like maybe I'll do some VR also. Ooh, okay. Yeah. But uh, for now I'm just doing AI cuz that's that's easy. That's playing with APIs is what I've been doing for the past 3 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's uh, it's in my wheelhouse. Cool. So yeah, so the, I mean the first week I was trying to use the 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 web speech APIs okay, so you can okay. do speech th- synthesis and speech recognition
1: in a web like, api
0: yeah absolutely it's part of that like chrome supports it M- most of the browsers support it
1: is it an accessibility feature like uh no nope. oh really
0: no it's a yeah it's a whole it's a whole web api it's it's designed just for that mm-hmm. so chrome chrome has its uh its own engine built in okay. it's actually powered by the cloud which i didn't realize <laughs> when i first built it but uh um, yeah, it's just in a normal web app you can you can make the browser talk and recognize speech, convert it to text. So so my idea was to pl- play with that and connect it to ChatGPT so that so that I could just recycle this old Chromebook that I kept because because I'm also a hoarder. I'm not just a hermit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, me too. <laughs> I have like <laughs> so much hardware yeah. downstairs in a trunk, so I just pulled out this old Chromebook. I Hey, I could just leave it open in my office, and then I, whenever I want to summon it, I'll just say okay, and the name of the agent. Whatever, like each one would have its own personality and prompt, right? Um, and yeah, I got it, got it working. It, it was the the web ap- speech APIs though are buggy. <laughs> oh, really? There's a reason why you probably never heard of them because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people give up on them. They're just, like the speech recognition just stops sometimes. Um, mm. Same thing with the the synthesis. Like it, it, if you give it a sentence that's too long, especially for the Chrome one, because that's what I'm limited to because it's Chromebook. Mm. Like it just, it starts talking a sentence and then it just stops and it doesn't throw an error or anything. It just it just stops talking. Mm. And then you'll give it another to say and it it just quietly ignores it and doesn't speak it oh so i had to find some hacks of. It, it was actually fun like it reminded me of my my early days and at my first job like when we would just have to brute force stuff to like figure out wh- why it's not working yeah and yeah so i was like brute forcing it all right i'm just gonna like re- speak a sp- speak a word like every every 30 seconds. Or every minute. Mm. And then I would see, like, yeah, after a few minutes, it would stop talking. Mm. Even though, like, I was still sending it some text to speak every minute. So then I figured, well, there must be a timeout between, like, 30 seconds and one minute. So, so yeah. So the final solution that I found, <laughs> which is a total hack, is I just tell it to speak nothing every, like, five or ten seconds. I see. So I just give it a blank string and I say, speak this. So it, it just keeps the speech synthesis engine alive, And then when you give it text, it will speak it. And, and yeah, and, and if the text is too long, like you got to chop it into smaller sentences. Right. But yeah, it's working. So it's <laughs> it, you could ask it anything. It starts a conversation with uh, the OpenAI API. Okay. And it keeps the conversation going until you say, you know, thanks or shut up. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then you could have different personalities. Like okay. you could have you could have a therapist or a motivational speaker or
1: Oh wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know,
0: I the the only problem is I didn't realize that the Chrome speech recognition actually runs in a cloud. Right. Yeah. So and I monitored it. Yeah. When I when it's on, it's like constantly sending stuff. It's it's sending everything adheres to the cloud. Mm-hmm. So then I was a little hesitant to like leave this on <laughs> mm-hmm. running at all times. Right. I was like, uh, it was a it was a fun little project, but I don't know if I wanted this in my office listening all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm not actually using okay. it yet. Okay. I kind of put it on the shelf, but uh, right. it was a good learning experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because I mean, like, otherwise I was going to ask you like, oh, do you, have you tried OpenAI's Whisper? Like, can you do text each? But it's still the cloud. You're still telling OpenAI
0: all these things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Although I, I would trust <laughs> OpenAI more than Google. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, uh, I mean, I, I think I, I did find some offline models. Like there are That's some. That's going to be my next question. Yeah. There are some written in WebAssembly that will run purely Ooh. offline in the browser. Mm. Yeah. So like that would be the next thing I might, if I actually wanted to use it and leave it on at all times. I, I would use that. Okay. So it's not it's not dead. Yeah. But like I said, these are just hacks or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not thinking how would I monetize <clears throat> this right. or it's just for my own my own personal usage and for learning about cuz cuz I had to also learn about open AI like how do you make it less verbose? <laughs> yeah. Not easy. No, not easy because yeah, it would start answering a question and and whenever it's talking, I have to like turn off speech recognition because otherwise the speaker would just pick up uh, what it's saying. It'll
1: hear itself. Yeah.
0: Oh so there's no God. way for me to tell it, shut up, <laughs> stop talking. Oh, so if it, if it's a really long answer, it just blah, 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 blah. And it, oh, I got to get off my seat, go press <laughs> reload to reload the page. So it stops talking.
1: Got to get you a little remote. Yeah. And a mechanical thing that's just like Command R or Control R.
0: Right, I guess I could, I could use the. There's another web API for sound. Maybe I could do a clap on, clap off kind oh, of thing. Oh, that would
1: be awesome.
0: <laughs> so clap on, exactly. Clap just listen for the claps.
1: Image recognition. You have a you stream camera to it, and then you just you flip it off. Flip it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Give it the evil eye, and it. Yeah. It's not. Whoa, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, there's still potential to play with it. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that that was the that's what I wanted to learn really is is how to use the API, the Open AI APIs. Mm-hmm. Like how how do you make it really useful assistant? So it doesn't talk too much. It uh, asks follow up questions or mm-hmm. yeah, that wasn't easy. Also, another thing I discovered was. The system prompt that you give it, it completely ignores it. Okay. Pr- practically.
1: Okay. Because I I um, I saw your tweets about this and I wanted to ask more about it, but you were getting responses and I thought, I'll let Mark get the answer to this and then I'll figure out what he's talking about. Yeah. Okay. So you found that the system prompt is basically ignored.
0: Oh, practically. Yeah. Hmm. Like I would tell it, you know, like if, all the feedback people were giving me, which was really helpful. Like... There were some really great nuggets of, of advice in there. Uh, like to, to have it be more uh, less verbose, to be more concise, I would put it all in the system prompt, and it would just like ignore it. And then I would just uh... take one sentence out of the system prompt, put it in the user prompt, and boom, immediately it yeah. would stop yapping.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So I found that when I was building my Chrome extension. I had a little checkbox, I don't know if you remember, that says be concise. So by default, every time you give it an instruction, it appends be concise to the end. Because I found that same thing. If you, if you give it to the system prompt, uh, it, it doesn't adhere well. The system no. prompt is really more useful for things like defining the role of the model or the, the role of the engine and maybe background information. So like the Amazon review bot I was doing, I was giving it in the system prompt. I was giving it all of the review, oh, Amazon yeah? reviews and it was using that
0: well. Really? No, I found even that didn't, <laughs> didn't do a great job. Okay. Because I, I was inspired because somebody reverse engineered the prompts that are being used by the OpenAI, the, the ChatGPT app. Okay. And one of the features of it is a voice, like a voice interface. Okay. And uh, so I, so someone leaked all those system prompts. Hmm. So I, so I was under the impression that, oh yeah, I'll just, I'll just use that same prompt, sure. tweak it. But no, it, it was just ignoring it. Like, hmm. like even though that pro- that system prompt says, don't use any formatting, it would often return markdown formatted stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Like I, cause before when I've used the API, I've always used just a user prompt. And in the user prompt, I would say, you know, act as, you know, mm-hmm. this and that. And yeah. So yeah. I, it seems like the system prompt was a waste of time. Like it, I, it pointed me in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, actually, I, that's true now that you mention it. I really do wonder what the role of the system prompt, it, it, it as we talk about it, it's clear to me that I don't have a good definition for what the system prompt actually is. Because like the user prompt is... The whole thing—it's the meat and potatoes of what you're doing. So it makes perfect sense that the model would attend to that over the system prompt, or at least there's a recency bias of you know I'm asking you this question and it weights it very heavily. That's very interesting.
0: Yeah, and and the documentation is lacking. It doesn't say what the distinction is, and when you go in the forums, then uh, yeah, almost everyone said yeah, the system prompt is useless. Okay. So interesting. So yeah, I I think I still use it for for some things, but I put everything else in the user prompt. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so that was the first project. It was <coughs> fun. The next one is uh so I'm I'm going down south again this winter. Nice. So I decided can I get AI to teach me Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> so and and I'm I'm like down a rabbit hole now like what's the best way of learning a language sure. right and because i've tried to learn japanese before mm-hmm. and it's so complicated right you have to learn like four different um writing systems
1: yeah oh my god right?
0: and that, that's just for like i, I just want to be able to speak it like yeah. and understand it when it's spoken to me like i don't i don't plan on reading books and yeah. right and so and i'm like how do five-year-olds learn japanese like they must be able to learn it without learning how to read and write, right? Like, like in every other culture, children mm-hmm. learn to speak before they learn to read and write. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, so I went down this rabbit hole. There must be a way to learn it just verbally. And then I was, yeah, I, I can build something, again, with the web speech APIs mm-hmm. and ChatGPT to generate the content. So, like, the, the actual vocabulary and f- sentences to learn mm. and then have this uh spaced repetition kind of system on my phone mm. that that will test me sure but only verbally and so it will only speak things to me and I have to answer
1: ah, that's very interesting
0: yeah and and right now it's like it's very custom like you can tell it I'm I want to learn Spanish because I'm going to Mexico. Right. <laughs> right. I'm going on vacation to Mexico. So then it, the sentences that it comes out with are like, where's the beach? And, ah. <laughs> and you know, can I have a beer, please? <laughs> it, <laughs> I already knew those things, yeah. though. But <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 It'd be very interesting if you could ask ChatGPT to create audio flashcards for you. To just be like yeah. oh yeah i'm doing these things that i want a collection of flashcards we just talked about these five topics can you generate audio flashcards for me and then just you're going on a walk and it's like those old books on tape of like my name is matt miyamo is matt <laughs> or whatever yeah exactly That'd yeah be kind of cool. that's
0: it i mean that's that's i mean that's what i'm doing with it it's generating me i, I told it the json that i wanted to generate okay. with you know the english and the spanish and then i have this simple a simple uh, single-page app that uh, just loads up this JSON and and then presents these audio flashcards. Oh
1: man, that's great.
0: Yeah. So it's a but I but I am changing it a bit now. The more that I learn about language acquisition, mm. the more I realize it it should be a lot more listening and less speaking. Mm. So the speech recognition part might not be necessary. Right. Just. Maybe just listening to it and being able to, to say what that word was. Mm. And then, apparently, watching lots of Netflix in Spanish is, is the recommended way of learning a language. Interesting.
1: Okay. I need to work on my French. I need this. Is...
0: <laughs> yeah, Matt. What are you waiting for? Yeah, nothing, apparently. <laughs> Because you know the language police will come get you.
1: Oh man, I was having such a funny conversation the other day about the Montreal school system, and yeah. the guy was like, the guy I was talking to was like, eh, I mean, we're talking about this, but this is probably isn't going to even be be an issue in five years because there won't be an English school system. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> <Like, "Whoa." laughs> You're yep. You're not wrong.
0: <laughs> yep, it's possible. Yeah,
1: man, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yep,
0: yeah, it is. And and I think it would be a lot more fun if I forgot about doing it in public. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't fuck tweeting. Only tweet if yeah. it's really good. Only tweet if you're like my body cannot possibly hold this in. I must tweet it.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's uh. So the whole challenge of like building every day, November. Like I think I have to be be kinder to myself mm-hmm. and just you know I don't know. No pressure. Like why why you pressuring yourself to like ship every day mm. you should be enjoying this mini retirement <laughs> <laughs> you just sold the business come on what, what the hell so yeah so i've gotta take it easy and just enjoy myself
1: sounds good well uh it's not ready yet but when it is ready so i i'm i'm brewing sake right now oh yeah nice yes so uh, once it's ready, we'll come over and we'll we'll let the we'll celebrate your mini retirement.
0: Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, how about you? Uh, been
1: busy. Uh, been doing a couple things. So, um, so first of all, I took your advice about uh having a brainstorming session every day and it is hard yeah <laughs> it's really hard and like i'm at the point but it's nice though because i'm i'm definitely getting better at just putting something on paper and saying i don't care if this is good or not it, it's what it yeah. is
0: no yeah, exactly that, yeah i shouldn't have left that part out <laughs> it's like it's you're not looking for a perfect idea you write it down and if it's stupid you yeah. move on to the next one exactly it doesn't matter
1: it's not a tattoo
0: Yeah. (laughs) So
1: that's been really interesting. Um, So I use, uh, so mini tangent there, I use Obsidian for my kind of daily notes. And I know there's a big plugin ecosystem for Obsidian. And I I was like, oh, I really want to like make my daily notes a little more templatized. So I went down a rabbit hole and like checked out the whole template ecosystem. And now I have like a nice template that will auto-generate from my prompts and say like, oh, generate five B2B ideas. Generate five uh, B2C ideas. And it'll like, yeah. You. So that was kind of fun. So uh, what have I been looking at? So been looking at marketplaces. Man, okay. So first of all, I Sifton should probably just sponsor this podcast because I'm a huge <laughs> fan of it. It's very, very helpful. So, because it's so nice to just put something in and have the inter- and have it just send you things every hour. And it really gives you a sense of just the volume of questions that you're getting or the volume of questions that show up so um in the beginning i was looking a lot at quickbooks and i think i mentioned this last podcast but like the number of the number of people posting on upwork for bookkeepers is insane like the volume is nuts it's like three to six every day um yeah now granted like they're willing to pay like $3 or like $10 a month for this. So who knows? But like, if you wanted to just go around and collect all these things as a bookkeeper and you had enough automation and stuff to get it running, like, man, you could probably make good money. Um, granted, some of these people are probably a mess. So <laughs> you probably don't want them as clients, but you know, they're, it, the demand is out there for sure. So uh, I started looking at, I was just looking at whatever. So I was looking at pipe drive, CRM, and then I got looking at uh, Monday.com. So right now my Siftin filters are set to Monday.com and PipeDrive.
0: Remind me what Monday.com is again?
1: Monday.com is a uh, is a project management tool. They were really big. I remember there was a lot of ads a long time ago from Monday.com, uh, and it looked very like trivial. I was I'm a Jira person. Like I've used Jira forever. And I remember looking at this and being like, what even is this? And just like, you know, canceled, not for me. But I've been using monday.com or I saw there was so much talk about it. I was like, oh, let me take a look at this. And I saw that they had a marketplace and things like that. And monday.com does some very interesting stuff. So their differentiating factor is that their integration first. So they have tons and tons of integrations that they've written themselves. They also have a marketplace, but they have a ton of integrations that they've written themselves and a bunch of like auto workflows that they've set up uh, to be able to integrate with tons of other software. Um, And one thing that's really interesting is I went to their developer portal and was like, oh, I wonder what your, what's your revenue split? Like, what are you, what's going on here? And when you go to their developer portal, they, they post customer personas. So it'll be like, oh, you want to build apps for us? Great. Here's a list of five different personas that use our apps and what they do and what they struggle with and that sort of, and they just share it widely. Wow, that's
0: so smart.
1: <laughs> isn't that smart? Because it's like, yeah, we're never going to, we, we can't, we don't want to, they don't want to have an opinion about how designers should use monday.com. They want developers to go up and build that for them. So they're like, yeah, here's a bunch of personas and here's some things that you should think about and that sort of thing It's very cool. Also, Monday.com is a public company and they, really? they take no revenue split on their app store.
0: Yet. <laughs> it, they even
1: say it in their documentation, yet.
0: Yet. yet.
1: <laughs> but still like, wow, that's very interesting. Yeah. So... um so I put my, so I changed my sifting filters around and was like, all right, well, let's check out monday.com.
0: You're, you're going to have to upgrade, man. I'm going to have to.
1: <laughs> I, I'm going to have to at this point. Um, and wow, there's a lot of traffic, like a ton of traffic. So I was looking around at, um, so I, like, because I, I spend a lot of time on Upwork. Um, Upwork is, I've said it before, but Upwork is such a great place to look for people who are willing to spend money on something. And the number of people who are like, I am getting started on monday.com and I want to hire a consultant to come in and set it up for me or train me and my team how to use it or whatever. And none of them, they don't have a lot of, um, they don't have a ton of budget, but there's a ton of requests out there for people who are like, oh, I want to do this one thing. Or I want to glue all this stuff together. So uh, I found a person in a forum who said... Oh, I want to have a. I want to have a um, a two way sync between monday.com and G- and Google Calendar. So like I I have a field on my on this board, and when it when you fill out the date, it automatically creates a calendar invite for you. And if you and then if you move that event around or you change the time, it changes it in Monday.com. And they were like, I'm having a looping problem. I'm using Integromat or Make.com. And I was like, you know, I, people have been talking about Zapier and Make.com for a long time. I've never even really tried them. Maybe this is a, Maybe I'll try this. So I dug into it a little bit, trying to make this integration work myself. And I'm like, I'm a programmer. I can, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. Matt couldn't do it. Uh, it was... <laughs> much harder than it seemed. There was, there was a couple nuances. Like, I was trying to do one thing and I I couldn't figure out, like, the, the, I thought there should be a field that I should be able to map, and I but it wasn't showing up. And then I learned, basically I learned that the system is, it's so flexible that you have to give it an example payload in order for it to know what fields it can map. So you have to, like, make example calls in order to populate data that you can then map from. Anyway, so I i spent friday afternoon on the make.com academy and just like was going through courses and so one of the things i noticed was i get i get why they do this but they treat you like an infant like they're like oh hit the button to save and like just oh my god i want to die like can we and it sucks because like there's assessments at the end and, but the assessments use very specific language so I can't just skip everything like I kind of have to read it and know what they're talking about so I, I I got a bunch of like badges and assessments for for the for the units that I completed anyway so all that said I spent uh, a day um, going through these assessments or an afternoon going through the, through the assessments and then on Monday I got the automation working so like I made the two-way sync work. So I was going to respond to the guy uh on the forums and he somebody else beat me to it and was like, Oh, and he recorded a loom of of him doing it. So I watched his loom and we did exactly the same thing. So I said, Oh, that's great, okay. cool. That's good. <laughs> so then uh the next hour I get an email from Sifton from Upwork. And Upwork there's a guy who's like, I'm trying to make this two way sync work. And I'm and he's like, I'm willing to pay two hundred dollars. So I bid the job and was just like hey uh hi there uh i actually have this flow working right now here's a video of me of me demoing it working so I, I i was like if you're open to using make.com then i can i was like i'll flat rate do it for 200 bucks so i just pitched him and we'll see if i get an answer back okay but looking at this stuff it's like oh wow like so i was i kind of like took a step back and was like does this mean the world needs a two way Google Calendar Sync? Is that what I'm hearing here? <laughs> like, this is so funny. So uh, I was scoping it out today, trying to be like, I wonder how quickly I can build this and just put it onto the store. And But the problem is that uh, I, have to, I, I got a little bit stuck because I, I don't want to have to do the Google Calendar integration because I think that's the, um, if you integrate with the calendar or it's like integrating with, with G Suite, I think you have to go through yeah. the code audits so i'm just like ooh, i don't know if i'm going to be able to do that necessarily so but yeah i've now i know how to use make.com and it's that thing is pretty fucking cool like yeah it's powerful
0: it is right but but not easy right
1: well it it gave me (laughs) it reminded me of something you said when when you were like when i you built power importer because zapier is not easy to use and people are like oh you can just do just do it with zapier like I'm not a programmer. Like that's the point. Like I, I, I have to learn how to now do this, and none of this makes sense.
0: And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah, and that's it. Zapier is event driven, right? It's like when this event happens, do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're syncing, you need to. It's more complicated than just events. Mm-hmm. Like, what if at that moment of that event, like Webflow is down, so you can't create the CMS item, mm-hmm. um, like what do you do with that event mm-hmm. you, you just lose it and that record now is out of sync yep and then you keep going it's like no like you it's it's so much more complicated mm-hmm. and and with make make has some powerful things like you can have these data stores and mm-hmm. so keep a cache of the data and then you could look it up and see if something has changed mm-hmm. but at that point you're writing code oh 100 like, <laughs> yeah right like it's yeah. yeah you're designing it in a visual designer but Mm. you're thinking like a programmer all right i'm gonna put i'm gonna keep a cache here and i'm gonna yeah when when this event happens i'm gonna compare it to the cache see what changed yeah it's like whoa man like that's that's programming
1: and it's costing you (laughs) a a question mark amount of money
0: yeah yeah that was the other thing that's why power importer was like an easy sell because it was it's easier and cheaper So, yeah,
1: Yeah, because that that was one of the things I definitely learned about make was you play around with it and then all of a sudden you notice there's like a bar filling up of like how many K you're using per request. And then I was like, ooh, what is this? Like, what's my quota? Like, I don't even I don't even know. And then (laughs) and then you go through the training and they're like, oh, this counts as an operation, but this doesn't. And like, yeah, so what counts and what doesn't? And yeah, oh, man, it's very funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. You got that meme of like <laughs> the person with all the numbers floating around their head, yeah, like, doing advanced calculus. Yeah, that, that's pretty much how you figure out how much it's going to cost you and make.
1: Yeah. So yeah i I've been playing around. Uh, I played around a little bit with Make. I feel like I understand it now. Maybe I'm at like an intermediate level, um, but all the same, like I look on Upwork and the number of people who are like look, I'm using Monday and I want to do this. Or I, like, I, I want these two systems to talk to one another. And, I'm, and they're willing to pay real money for it. So I'm just bidding on jobs now of just like, all right, well, you say you would pay for this, so let me bid on it and, and do it. And a lot of it too is like, oh, I'm trying to write some code to do this or I, I think I need a developer. And it's so easy to just be like, oh, you don't even need a server. Like, I'll just run it on make for you. Yeah. So, uh, so that's really helpful and useful. Um, and I saw an opportunity on there that I thought was really interesting. And I wanted to throw it by you to see if you can come up with something or, you know, if, if you've got some input here. So um, do you ever order pizza from Domino's? No. Okay. Of course you don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I asked. No. So um, when you order pizza from Domino's... they have an order tracker that'll be like, it's a bar that's filling up. And at the beginning, it's like, oh, Matt has received your order. Catherine is preparing your pizza. Oh, your pizza's in the oven. And then Penny is taking your pizza and delivering it to you. And it's like this one, it's like you get your own page that is showing this progress bar. And someone posted a job on Upwork that was like, I run a business. Where he didn't say that, but that's what he—that's what he wants. It's like per okay. order, I want to spin up a site that shows you the progress based on the ticket, uh, the ticket in Monday.com, for example. So they're like, oh, I want to have. So they were looking for something big, like oh, I want like a WordPress plugin with Elementor, so I can customize it and all this stuff. It's a pretty big job, but I still thought that was very interesting, like a bespoke progress tracker based on whatever you want so it's kind of interesting like in in my mind that's called a status page or a a progress page but i did but status pages for have a very specific definition like oh like is the service up or down like that sort of thing but like a progress tracker app and i was thinking oh i wonder if there's like what sorts of businesses would would use something like that like where you would want to be kept abreast of of status. I mean the the one I can think of is um anything that's made to order where you care about the ongoing status of it. So maybe if you were an Etsy seller, like I bought my wife's engagement ring on Etsy and you send them a lot of money <laughs> and you're like, all right, well, hope I get this ring. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be kind of useful for them for something like that. But I was wondering uh if you had any thoughts or ideas of businesses that use progress strike
0: yeah i mean that's a it's an interesting idea i i agree like it it would be cool if like an etsy person could give you a status page Mm. on your order Uh, i I ordered the ordered the materials that i need you know Uh okay now i'm actually assembling it and Mm. but uh yeah i can't uh can't think of any other scenarios yeah
1: made to order anything made to order but yeah yeah i'm not uh, i'm not sure
0: yeah and and um of course, the question I would be asking myself is, like, what is this thing called and yeah and is a etsy vendor gonna what are they gonna search for for this
1: a hundred percent yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I guess part of me is thinking like, oh, this is very interesting. I wonder if it's actually a known problem that other like i'm I guess I'm going like, oh, this is an interesting solution. what problems does this actually solve and attempting to like validate what i what i've seen but yeah
0: yeah like my guess is that this this is a solution that solves the problem of getting too many customer support requests like mm. what's the status of my order what's the status of my order yeah. um but i think they would are they gonna like search for how to reduce my customer support yeah right like um yeah so i mean i think it's a it, it's more like a you're creating a new category 100, yeah. and then you have to sell it to like Etsy vendors, mm-hmm. for example, showing them what the benefit, the benefit is you're going to get so f- fewer emails asking you what's the status of the order mm-hmm. because this page and probably this page also has autom- automatic emails mm-hmm. that each transition. Yeah. Right. When you go from phase one to phase two, it sends in, email alert to the customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it, it yeah, it's a kind of solution that it requires to, to educate the customer. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, I thought that might be the case. Um, I was just so, uh, it was just such an interesting request from this person that I was like, Oh, I wonder if there's, is there something obvious that I'm not thinking of that, that, that does this, that so has you, to assemble I mean, or,
0: yeah. You should do the mom test to that person. Yeah, talk talk to them and like what, like how did you come up with this idea? What are you trying to solve? And Mm. did you look for a solution that does this? What did you search for? Yeah,
1: that's a great point, actually. Yeah, maybe I'll try. I'll submit a proposal and see if I can get them on the phone. Yeah, because they're like they're they're in their pitch. They're like, oh, I would really like WordPress. I'm like, ugh, fuck, (laughs) right. But all the same, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe I'll maybe I'll submit a proposal to them and see what happens.
0: Sometimes when they say, right, that's, that's like going back to the mom test, right? They say they want a WordPress. Mm. It doesn't mean that that's absolutely what they want is a WordPress plugin that they install. Like mm-hmm. it could just be that they're running WordPress and they want to put these status pages on their site. Right. And they could be in an iframe, they could be in a subdomain. Mm-hmm. They might actually not care.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, it's kind of fun to just troll around Upwork and other places and see what people are talking about, see the kinds of things that they're using. I'd really like to try out other marketplaces. CRMs I find difficult just because uh I don't I, I've never really used a CRM before, so I don't know the types of problems that people have. All I can do is like watch people talk about CRMs and like hypothesize <laughs> what they're trying to do and figure things out and and find commonalities until I can get somebody on the phone to talk to them. But I'm really interested to check out. Uh, like, PipeDrive is pretty much a dead end. I don't see that many people talking about it. But, uh, but HubSpot for sure. I mean, HubSpot is huge, yeah. and they have tons of workflows and other things. So, yeah, looking at that. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's cool. Like, it's really, yeah, it's really cool that you're finding all these, these real problems. Mm. Right. It seems to be a, a great watering hole for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I and I respect. Yeah, um, I, I think I said this before, but like, I just, I really respect where the industry has gone in terms of user empowerment. Like users really, when you pay for something, when you pay for a solution, it's basically table stakes now that it integrates with everything. Like people expect a lot of the software that they buy. <clears throat> and yeah, like if you don't integrate with Zapier or, or IntegraMat or anything like that, then you're leagues behind. You're like, a, that's a big competitive advantage.
0: And I've heard people say that Their Zapier integration was the best marketing move Mm -hmm. for their business. Totally. Like, damn, I should have done this earlier.
1: I don't know what it... If I build a... I'm telling you right now, if I build an app and I integrate with Zapier, I'm calling that damn thing Artvark. So it's right at the top. Because at least Make.com arranges everything by name. It's all alphabetical. So I want to be right at the fucking top.
0: Triple A... Yeah. a bat plugin there you
1: go, yeah, it's just it, like seven a's,
0: yeah, exactly,
1: <laughs> it's like the ultimate <laughs> keyword stuffing, like yeah.
0: like the old days of the yellow pages, there you go, I just aged myself right there, <laughs>
1: yellow, so yeah, so that's been fun, um, still looking for opportunities and uh continuing to bid on upwork stuff um. Upwork's a little bit of a crapshoot. Like people, I've, I've probably bid on four or five jobs, and uh, I'll bid, and then hear absolutely nothing. Okay. And I have no idea if people are actually screening the candidates, or maybe they just put something and they say, I'll come back in two weeks, or I, I don't know how it works. But Or maybe, so yeah, maybe it just doesn't tell you've,
0: me. You've gotten no responses? No. From all five? Wow.
1: When I look at it, it's just kind of like, oh yeah, I... I look at my proposals and the proposals are just like oh yeah you you've got two active submitted proposals and that's it
0: so what does that mean it means the other three are are expired and inactive
1: oh no they're sorry i was looking at another view they're all they're all active they're just okay they're they're all just submitted i okay yeah
0: yeah i wonder maybe because you have a new account
1: yeah, I yeah, a part of me is looking at it like it's very possible that I just don't have credibility. Yeah. So I'm Yeah, I
0: bet you there's a whole gamification thing, like people need to get their friends to hire them and rate them and mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, not sure. Or if you,
0: yeah. Or if you're like a freelancer, get jobs but make them go through upwork. Mm-hmm. Totally. So yeah, dunno. Yeah. That yeah, that could be a that could be a real problem for wanting to bid on them, Mm -hmm. but, but it's still a good place for you to see problems. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's not, I'm not spending, uh, I'm time boxing appropriately I'll put it that way. (laughs) My, my proposals aren't garbage, but I definitely tightly scope what I'm saying and, and that sort of thing. So we'll see. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm really just researching and finding opportunities and ideas. So yeah, hopefully something comes out of it.
0: Cool. Yeah. Uh,
1: so my next week is going to be doing more of this, or my next, yeah, my next two weeks will be doing more of the same. Just trying to find more things and hopefully putting some pen to paper and writing blogs. Or I'm not really sure what a go-to-market for something like this would look like. I'm really just hoping that there's uh, that there's a headwind that there's this, that there's a tailwind coming from the uh, from these marketplaces and it being active on the forums and trying to help people pay these dividends. Okay. I don't know. Because at least something yeah. for, like, a two... You know, if I could do a two-way Google Calendar sync, um, I just, like, open up the Google Search Console and just, like, type a few things to get an idea of, like, how many people are searching for this? What does this even look like? And trying to, yeah, just bid on some of this stuff. Or, you know, just see, like, all right, how competitive is it, really?
0: Right. And how are the forums for self-promotion? Are they, like, very against it? or?
1: Uh, there's definitely... Uh, when I look at the forums from what I've seen so far, a lot of people, there are a lot of people answering as companies. So it'll be like, oh, I'm a rep from this company. And it's like very front and center that I'm, I'm not just like, I'm not astroturfing. It's like, I'm just, I'm a rep from this company and I'm going to to solve your problem. Okay. But there's definitely parts of the forum that are like, oh, I'm. I'm looking to hire a consultant and they'll say like, oh, I have, and they'll post like a very complex workflow and people will say like, oh, PM me, like I'll do this for you yeah. or whatever. It's like totally
0: random. But Yeah, the Webflow forums had a lot of that where people were saying, oh, I can't get this to work. And, and then some freelancers jump on and say, oh, I can help. Yeah, like no value add, just like yeah.
1: can help, PM.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because, yeah, if the forums are open to self-promotion, then you could try to, if someone mentions two-way sync with Google Calendar, mm. you could mention you're working on a solution and mm. try to get them on the phone. Yep,
1: Yeah, because I, I, I've seen that Monday.com has a, uh, for the sync specifically, they have a, uh, a two-way sync already, but it's a weird one. Of that, like, when you create a calendar event in your own calendar, it will create an issue if one does not exist in Monday, which is, like, kind okay. of a weird behavior. But I guess if you're a real to doist then maybe that's good. I, I don't know. Um, versus, like, oh, the, they only show up in your calendar when they've been created in Monday.com. So it's, like, those are the only events that you want to have
0: synced. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine in an office where someone lives in their calendar and mm-hmm. the people doing the tickets are other people yeah <laughs> so it's a way for the person that lives in their calendar to communicate to the other team yeah
1: so we'll see i mean um, yeah I, just some interesting tidbits that i've noticed so far hopefully more and now i've now i have this new skill of using make.com so i might give zapier yeah. a try next and play around with that cool earn some more badges for my <laughs> for my no code profile or whatever for upwork
0: you're going to get certified.
1: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm I, All of a sudden, I'm regretting not becoming a Sun-certified Java developer.
0: <laughs> For Java Enterprise Java Beans?
1: Exactly. I'm <laughs> I'm Java EE 6 certified. Whoa. Yeah, bow before me.
0: <laughs> I, I have to admit, I actually coveted one of those.
1: I kind of wish that I had. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was like, I wish our employer like would pay for it so we could get it. Mm. And now today I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> what a waste of paper that would have been. <laughs> but then you could hang it on your wall.
1: And you could put it on yeah. LinkedIn and I could finally endorse you as a Java developer. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> 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 That'd be vandalism if you endorsed me for Java <laughs> Enterprise. <laughs>
1: Java, what, what were, were you? Uh, were you Java 3, Java 4?
0: Um, I think I quit
1: Java 5. Java 5, okay.
0: Yeah. I think they now, introduced. Now they're like 105 now?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they release like three times a year. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. We're at Java 22 or, or something. <laughs> um, to be fair, though, that was a really smart idea. They, they, they're doing the right thing. Rather than releasing once a decade,
0: <laughs> yeah, cool. I re- recently tried to integrate with, um, with Google APIs. Okay, because I, I just for fun, I, I decided my to do list. I, I wanted to see if I could manage it in Google Tasks and, mm-hmm. instead, and uh, so. But I, I said, I need, I need the API to like. So that I can still create stuff from my terminal, like or list what's on the to do without having to open a browser. Mm-hmm. And damn, it's complicated. Yeah. Oh my god! Like you open the console, and it's like, oh, I gotta create a, a role, and it's like, yeah, no, and it didn't work right away. Like it, it took me quite a long time to get the API call to actually work.
1: Did you? Can you create like a uh, like a personal auth token, or do you have to go through the OAuth
0: two flow? Yeah, you have to go through OAuth two. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, and so I had to like create an app for it, and yeah, yeah it was it was so so complicated, and and the menus are just like they're never ending. Yeah, it's like where where does this two off go? Like, is it in security? Is it in permissions? It it was yeah yeah, and especially with my experience with Webflow and Airtable, it's like they there's there's our API, mm. <laughs> you just you just need a token and it's a REST API. Just start using it. Yeah. So I got and and on top of all on top of it all, like the API sucks. <laughs> 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 like you can get you, you can get tasks, but you can't set the the sort order of the tasks. They're just returned what? in in whatever order. I think. I think the display order that you would see them in the app, they're just returned in that order. And it's like oh, can I sort by age or by <laughs> <laughs> no nope, mm. nope, you can't sort. So you gotta go fetch them all and you can only fetch uh, I don't remember what was the maximum page mm. size, but you know, you have to get all the pages yeah. and then, then oh, you can okay. sort them. It's like seriously, you couldn't couldn't put a sort in the mm. in that endpoint
1: yeah i would notice that when i was doing the uh, when i was using make.com as well there's a there's a search that will give you a query string and that one you can spe- you can specify how you want them ordered but there's another one called like get events or something like that and it looks at first blush you're like that's the endpoint i should use and then you go to use it and you get a 410 error and it's like there's you you haven't bounded <laughs> this request but like in Integromat, it's like you specify the calendar and like that's it. There's no bounding anything. So like it's impo- you can't use that. It just always returns an error. So like, okay, <laughs> great.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that experience has turned me off from trying to build anything yeah. on top of the Google APIs. And like you said, you're right about the, the whole permission thing. Like, like this yeah. was just for personal use. But if you want to build an app that other people are going to use, you need to get your app verified by them. And I think you're yeah. right about the security audits. They might yeah. they want to do a whole audit and it's not designed well, for indie so hackers. The other,
1: I guess the other side of that coin is I know that Derek Reimer for SavvyCal figured out a way where you can, you can uh, like it doesn't work in the flow proper like of just like oh i logged into SavvyCal and i want to click allow there's a way of generating a token or something through your own control panel and giving that to SavvyCal and savvy cal can manipulate your calendar after that it's like an yeah it's a oh, okay. it's like a roundabout way of opting in to having savvy cal uh work for, work for you i don't i don't he, he i i can't remember what he did but i went through the i, I remember going through oh, the okay. signup flow and seeing that but I need to go through the flow again. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so that's a loophole. Yeah, it just, it's, a, it's,
1: a, uh, it's an onboarding thing. It's just not as smooth as being able to click allow. Right. Yeah, it kind of sucks because even if you could just have a personal token, that would be a lot better than having to go through.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, it's like if the user wants to give me access to their calendar, like why are you making it so complicated? Yeah. <laughs> just it's their calendar. They should be allowed to yeah. just give me a token and...
1: Are you gonna spam me calendar?
0: (laughs) But it's it's their choice. It's their calendar. Yeah, yeah. So yeah,
1: very cool. So that's it for me. I don't. I don't have anything else for this week. Uh, Cool.
0: Yeah, that's all for me too.
1: Very good. Uh, Well, I will
0: catch you uh, in a couple weeks. Yep, you will not (laughs) see me on Twitter.
1: Uh what is it? Uh Absence makes the heart grow
0: fonder. Ah, there you go. Cool. <laughs> Alright, I'll catch you later then. See ya. See ya.